someone to help you navigate the rest of 2020, consider signing up as a mentee in the Forward Mentor Program. This 10-week program is entirely virtual and you are paired up with a hand-selected mentor who will walk alongside you as you navigate your professional, personal, and your spiritual goals. Now, more than ever, it's important for you to have clarity and direction on where you want to go, and a Forward Mentor is the perfect help for finding that. To sign up, just visit forwardwomen.org. That's the number 4-W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash mentor program. The deadline to sign up is Friday, September 4th. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. You know the term, fake it till you make it. You may have been told that a few times in your life, and whether you listened to that advice or not, uh, you might have at least wondered how in the world that even became advice in the first place. As professionals, we don't want to be faking our way through anything. We want to show up and just be the best, most confident version of ourselves. And there is our key theme for today's episode, confidence. Confident leadership, no matter how big or small your leadership role is, just makes you feel good as a person. And yet, you know, it's something that so many professionals struggle with. Why? How do we change that? Well, joining me today to walk us through confident leadership is Jill Perrin. Jill is an executive coach and a forward mentor from Dallas, Texas, and spends a lot of her coaching and mentoring time with her clients, guiding them towards being the most confident version of themselves that they can be. I actually got the amazing opportunity to have Jill as my coach in 2019. And as someone who struggles with being confident in myself and my abilities, I can honestly say Jill was the perfect person to help me find my voice and my strength. And she's going to be the perfect person to be talking with us today about confidence. So Jill, thank you so, so much for being with me today. I am excited to be here. And Jordan, you made me feel so good when you talked about our uh, coaching relationship. I'm honored uh, to be here. And I'll also say, I'm so glad you brought up that phrase, fake it till you make it. Uh, because by the time we're done, I hope everyone's going to throw that in the trash can because uh, this is all <laughs> about authenticity. Uh, so um, I hope I can bring everyone around to putting that in the trash when we're done. Wow. Same. Well, so let's just start off by this. In a perfect world, what would confident leadership actually look like? Uh, so there's a quote that I love and I can't attribute it to anyone of, Confidence isn't walking into a room thinking you're better than everyone, but it's walking in not having to compare yourself to anyone at all. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. And it makes me think, okay, how does and should a confident leader show up? And it starts with humility and being able to bring out the best in others and surround other yourself with others that have strengths that you may not be exhibiting or may not be part of your DNA. And I think of a confident leader as someone uh, who can take risks, who can handle ambiguity. That's a huge piece of being a strong leader, but being a confident leader is this being able to flex and deal with um, ambiguity. And the the complimentary comment to that is also someone who's resilient. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to this a little bit later on, but part of resilience is, is keeping yourself strong and building yourself up from a health perspective, right? And an investment in yourself perspective. Um, a confident person 
can deal immediately and directly with problems. I think that directness is a real important point and actually sometimes can be something that's a struggle for women. And we can talk about that in a minute. Um, and also a confident leader, and this might be uh, one of the biggest pieces of our conversation today. They realize they don't need to know it all. Mm -hmm. And a confident leader can surround themselves by folks who have some strengths where they don't. And, and it all uh, works together for the good of the group. And I will say, in executive coaching, I often see newer managers struggling with confidence. And some of the dynamics there is they know how to operate and succeed as a solo contributor or part of a team. But once they're put in this management role, this confidence can dissipate because they're being asked to operate in a different way and they haven't built that muscle yet. And mm -hmm. so part of building confidence is building a muscle. And we'll talk a lot uh, more about that as our conversations continue. Yeah. Well, so here's the million dollar question. Why do we struggle to be confident leaders? I think there's three parts to it. Uh, the one that's right in front of us is that we are in a comparison society. We want mm. more, more, more. We want better, better, better. We need to best, be best, best, best. And it actually starts when we're really young. You know, when you're really young, you're allowed to emerge and blossom, but over time you start being formed and you have these expectations put in front of you. And some of them just really aren't a great fit. So as we get older, we're kind of um, moved into a space of not exactly learning and just being, but instead performing and achieving. And, and I'll give you an example. I really blew it initially when I was a coach along these very lines. Uh, my business is called Unlock Leadership, and my tagline used to be open, explore, succeed. And with that word succeed, I fell straight into what I just suggested about the expectations others have of you. And since that, I have changed it into open, explore, and thrive. Because mm. we all want to grow and thrive. Uh, so I, wanted, I just wanted to put a spotlight on that. And so apart from being in this comparison society, a corollary is where we've got We've gotten caught up in this win-lose model of, you know, in order for me to win, I must be better than. In order for me to rise, I must show all of this. And this win-lose model does not serve us, serve us well. You know, we, we kind of lose track that the only way we're going to win is if we win together and as a confident mm -hmm. leader you know, you need to be in this place of a rising tide lifts all ships. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think a last piece of this, and I just talked over you, I apologize, is okay. uh, I think expectations are just flat out too high. And mm. especially for women, right? As women, oh, you need to be a leader and that's at work and that's at home and that's in community and that's with your family, you know, and it surfaces the question even where does self-care uh, fit into there? And I think, Jordan, you've heard me say this before. I do think we can have it all, but absolutely mm -hmm. not at the same time. If we 
relax the criteria and say, yes, you know, we can have it all, but not at the same time. It opens up all kinds of possibilities for growth and also cutting oneself some slack. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think of a metaphor that could be helpful here. And I started thinking about Lego blocks. And bear with me where we're going to go with this. But you think of Lego blocks and they're different sizes and they're different colors and they're different shapes. And over time, you're going to build a solid foundation with them. And then you're going to explore and experiment with different pieces over time. And this lets us recognize that building your confidence or using these Lego blocks to build something bigger, you're working with small wins one at a time. And the small wins are very additive. And all of a sudden you have this amazing structure. And also building something well with these Lego blocks it really involves uh, maturity and training and experience and kind of the ability to block the noise and chatter and also inviting people to build this structure with you. And if we continue with our building block, our Lego block example, you start being able to discern what you really want to use and what you really need versus all the stuff that's out there that you really don't need. Maybe you don't need that little corner square block that's yellow. Uh, you really need the blue foundational big rectangular blocks. And so that discernment is a, is a big uh, piece of this. Um, so I hope this analogy works. It just started making sense with the sizes and the colors and the building slow and inviting people to help you build. And we can go on and on. There's architecture here, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> now, before you were a coach, you had a whole other career. <laughs> so is confident leadership something you've excelled at in your career or is it maybe something that you've had to work at? Well, it's, it's always, I'm always working on it. And some of the things we said earlier is it's, is it's dynamic and it's flexible and I can be in situations where uh, I'm very confident. I know what I'm doing. I'm excited about what I'm doing, but if I just stick there, it's going to get, um, I'm going to quit growing over time. So I put myself in different situations to really kind of build that muscle muscle. Um, and I'll give you kind of an example with me <laughs> right now is, uh, I love being a coach. It's comfortable. I love supporting people. Um, I have courage doing it, but I'm also very confident doing it. But here's the catch. I really don't like business development. So I have a block or a fear around selling it. And I'm worried that people will say no, and that will be immobilizing. Uh, and so I've, you know, I'm confident in what I can deliver. I'm not particularly confident in, in how to, to um, get it out into the public domain where I think I can really be of help. And mm -hmm. so, you know, you, ha you have to build this. It's building blocks. I said that earlier. It's small wins at a time. And I thought of something that could be interesting for everyone. So I just put out there, I'm really not good at business development. It's not my sweet spot, but I have to do something about it, right? Um because I'll just wither if I don't grow. And so I've been taking a class 
to help me with my business development confidence. And there is this great exercise that I'm going to share with you and everyone who's listening. And I actually can uh, send this to you after the fact if you want folks to be able to access it. But it's this I am awesome exercise. And it's not based on boasting. It's just based on taking inventory of how awesome we are. And we can look at this and build our self-confidence. And this is looking at this, looking at why we would have a healthy ego, not a huge ego, but a healthy ego. And here's what the exercise is. You, you have eight minutes, you turn on your timer, and you have freeform pen, and you just answer all sorts of questions. Freeform, it's like brainstorming. Don't judge, don't winnow it down. And there's a whole portfolio of questions along the lines of, you know, of course, what are the positions you've had, but what are the awards you've won, regardless of the topic, and what do you think of your natural skills and talents, and what are talents you take for granted because they're so easy for you, and what do you appreciate about yourself, and what have you created, uh, and what are you a proud, proud of, of having accomplished? And again, I have this list of about 15 questions and I was doing this yesterday and it was just, you know, all over the paper and it wasn't me boasting, but it was me thinking through things like, wow, I overcame this really tough family situation growing up. That really has given me a lot of empathy. You know, wow, I really did this and that and stuff will come up that you hadn't had not thought about. Um, and it lets you step back and say, gosh, I'm awesome in that I'm just living life and stepping into it. And, and there's things I'm so proud of that the world may or may not know. And that's okay. In my heart, I know about them. Uh, so I'm actually even getting excited talking about this I am awesome exercise because it's really been terrific for me. When we were preparing for this episode, you said something really interesting and you said confident leaders surround themselves with strong people that have skills they don't personally have. So I'd love for you to just kind of expand on that a little bit more. Sure. So it comes back to a couple points we said earlier, and then I'll add one, but it starts with this self-awareness and that needs to be a deep dive into self-awareness and it needs to be consistently updated and this self-awareness, you're basically taking inventory, right, of your strengths, of things you're trying to build, the muscle you're trying to build, and then just where you don't have um, a sweet spot at all and you just don't see it being naturally part of you. So you've, you've, you've taken this inventory, so you start understanding as you pull together a team some characteristics and traits of some team members that you want to invite onto the team. So you're surrounding yourself uh, uh, with excellence. And it also, I'm going to harken back to something else we said, this is all based in a reality check as well, that you can't do it all and nor should you. And a confident leader wants to trust in their judgment about building a team, and then once they've built that team, trust the team to deliver uh, on what you as a group and a team uh, have set out to do vis-a-vis -vis the vision or the goals or whatnot. Uh, and, and a strong person 
a strong leader is going to surround themselves with these other people who are strong and you need to be able to listen to the input of others and willing to listen to the input of others because you went into this exercise saying as a leader here's where I'm strong here's where I've got some gaps I'm going to pull together a team that fill in those gaps and by George you need need to be able to listen openly without um, being defensive as to what your team members are going to advise or say or push back on. Uh, so I think that willingness and openness to listen uh, to the input of others is a key part of this. Mm. Now, as an executive coach, how do you approach helping a client become more of a confident leader? And then I guess over time, you know, you, you develop this confidence, but then what kind of maintenance or checkpoints do you help leaders set up to make sure that they're actually continuing to be confident? I, that's great. That's great. So we've been talking so much about growth and iteration and building wisdom and skills over time. Uh, so when I'm working with leaders, we start uh, by just building trust and creating a safe space to be able to, to talk about these issues and our items. I shouldn't say it's just these items uh, and explore the background uh, and what's a person's story. Why do they believe what they believe? And there's a notion out there of, of limiting beliefs and putting those aside so that you have expansive beliefs. Um, and we'll go back to the story of someone's life and we'll start looking and put spotlights on small wins and big wins, which goes back to the exercise I talked about earlier of I am awesome. But going in and looking at what these w wins are and looking at uh, the patterns behind them and then also reevaluating some interpretations uh, that someone has had about an event that happened or a relationship they have. Uh, and, and looking at it differently, and, and if it's okay, I'll give you an example from my life when I was little. And uh, I can remember in fourth grade uh, being really intimidated by this one uh, girl. And I thought she was so awesome, and I had her on a pedestal, and I was doing a compare and contrast and feeling kind of mousy because of it. And here I am decades, decades later with some of my friends and they just referenced this person when she was a little girl going, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she was a queen bee and she was really bossy. <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden my frame of reference totally changed. And that's the kind of thing that can happen in coaching conversations, right? A kind of a shift on understanding uh, situations or, or uh, understanding um, some of the learnings from them. And I actually have a really fun thing for people to do that can help with some language around building confidence. And I am right now um, becoming certified with this idea of PQ intelligence. Uh, it's mental fitness. And it's this whole model, uh, and it's really fun, of helping you identify those scripts that keep being reread in your mind about how strong you are, or good you are, or the tapes that automatically turn on. There's a bunch of metaphors we all use, the voices in your head. But what this does, it's, it's uh, and I'll send people to the website, it's PQI Intelligence. There's this free assessment. 
It's really fun, no strings attached, nothing. And what it comes back with is some language around who are your judges? Who's the judge inside your head and your heart that just turns on and starts? It's very insidious. You may not know the judge is talking to you. And, you know, it brings forth the phrase, get behind me, Satan, right? Because uh, sometimes you just don't even recognize what's going on there. And through this fun assessment, you start uh, uh, putting definition to who your saboteurs are and there's a litany of saboteurs but it's the pleaser it's the hyperachiever it's the controller it's the avoider i think with you even hearing some of these names you can see how things uh, categorize and you start understanding the dynamics of these saboteurs and it takes you to understanding what would be the sage reaction right mm. uh, how can you respond not react how can you be kinder to yourself? And uh, and some of these models and language, we're kind of going towards decreasing the, the noise of the judge and increasing the noise of a sage. And it's just some really great language and a great framework. And again, it's, it's the assessment's 10 minutes um, and it's just a heck of a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> And, and that helps you also go back to the story of your life and the big wins and the small wins mm. uh, that we were talking about. And then in coaching, you just start talking about your vision. What do you want to have happen? How do you want to step up being more confident? What does that look like? And, you know, with a coach and a client talking about confidence, it's like, okay, what are some steps to take to build your confidence. Why don't we even um, brainstorm what that looks like? And heck, what's the worst that can happen when you take those steps? Uh, those are the kinds of, of conversations you have in coaching. And then you kind of asked about the follow-up and all, and, and it's baking in touch points, it's sending resources, it's, it's reaching out, how are you doing, uh, helping clients uh, talk about a reset. I fell off the wagon with these habits, those kinds of things. Uh, and I always have a six-month checkpoint, and I'm always sending out resources. Mm. So I, I, I'd like to kind of think about this on a different angle maybe a little bit. Sure. When does confident leadership maybe go too far? Because I know we all know <laughs> probably at least one person in our life that has been in a leadership position who has just seemed to think they know everything. They are just overly confident and that can sometimes be a bad thing. So you know, what are maybe some, some warning signs that yeah. you as a leader should be looking out for? I, uh, uh, I love this question. Uh, I think the first warning sign is when uh, confidence can start tipping into bravado and it can be a subtle shift and it can build slowly. So you don't even realize you've dropped into a bit of bravado. And actually when bravado starts um, coming into play, it's really showcasing that your confidence uh, is really starting to diminish because you feel like you've got to tell people things rather than just show up as confident. Yeah. And there's another dynamic that's a lot like this is figuring out the balance of assertiveness versus aggressiveness. And uh, I actually have a lot of clients really working hard on this continuum because it's really hard. You want to show up as assertive, confident, uh, 
you know, engendering the trust of other people, but it can tip pretty quickly into aggressiveness where you are talking over people, working over people, and you're kind of blowing the rhythm of um, working with your team, this team that you, you, you use such good judgment bringing in. I think that's another one. I, I, there's another element too is, is confidence is not absolute. We're always growing. And, and if someone starts coming across as, you know, they just uh, know everything, they feel like they need to know everything, uh, that is just not realistic. And it starts setting up warning signs uh, as a leader of not being able to delegate. So I almost think if a confident leader is starting to no longer delegate and think they can do things so well, um, they're actually really setting themselves up and setting up a team for collapse. So if you see leaders not delegating anymore, taking responsibility back, I think that can be a, a red flag. Uh, and, and there's actually one more red flag, I think, and that is this notion of overwhelm. And if a leader is, is coming across as overwhelmed, is letting themselves get overwhelmed, um, that's actually suggesting the leader has kind of lost perspective about prioritizing, has perhaps lost the skill of setting boundaries, the skill of saying no to things. Uh, so I think if we start seeing a leader getting into this world of overwhelm, um, their their confidence is is not in check and is probably actually getting depleted because they're getting more into a space uh, of being frenetic. Hmm. Should leaders that want to be confident just be on their A game all the time, <laughs> or is there room in confident leadership to be vulnerable? And you know, I know some people probably think, oh, you know, if I show my vulnerability as a leader, it's going to make me weak, but I mean, is that true? I don't think so at all. And, you know, Brene Brown has kind of captured their market talking about mm -hmm. vulnerability. I, I think she's so spot on. Uh, and there's a couple of, of ideas out here that are so obvious once we state them, but sometimes we don't think about them. Um, it's absolutely impossible to be on your A game all the time because you're going to crash. Uh, I, I spoke earlier about uh, the pressure sometimes for particularly women to be all things to all people and have confidence there. Um, but, but that's a route to exhaustion. Uh, so I think really folks need to attend to self-care and that lets them be on their A game when they need to be. You don't need to, you know, be on your A game all the time. Um, I also heartily believe that a confident leader gains more credibility when they're showing some vulnerability on some items and they're tapping into the power of the teams. And, and, and we talked earlier about a confident leader actually can lead with humility, come from a place of humbleness. And that looks like um, uh, being able to ask questions uh, as a leader. I'm not sure. What do you think? Or 
not being the first person to say something. And uh, can I bring up an example from when I was managing about 10 people a couple years ago of um, showing vulnerability and how I think it helped the team? Would that be okay? Oh, of course. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, I managed a ro remote team of 10 women uh, for a number of years, and we'd have uh, monthly updates. And one of the things I would do uh, so I could understand how we were all doing together, understand if we were still on point with our priorities, is I would ask everyone to come in and say, here's the top three things I'm doing, and here's the next set of three things I know I need to be doing, but I don't have time to do, or I'm not prioritizing, I know, although I know they're important. And as a leader, this would kind of help me understand, are we all addressing what we're supposed to, but where does the vulnerability come in? Because that's the question and why I brought this up. I would always go first. So you'd have the boss, the very first person saying, here's what's going well, where I'm spending my time. Here are the things that I know I should be doing and I just can't or haven't gotten around to them. And that created a safe space. Uh, for people to be honest about what was going on uh, and to open up communication channels uh, where um, folks weren't thinking uh, they were uh, going to have um, someone coming down hard on them for being honest about what they're not getting around to. So that is a place where being genuinely vulnerable, I think, really helped me, it helped my team, and it helped the business. So you want to model vulnerability as a confident leader. Hmm. Well, we've talked about, I feel like so many things, um, and you have offered just so many practical tips and tools, and we'll be putting all of those on uh, this episode's page on our website. But, you know, just before we go, just kind of summarizing everything, really kind of thinking about you know, what can you leave all of us with, um, you know, just some tools or some tips just to utilize all of us just to become more confident leaders? Good. Thank you for that question. I, I came up with five ideas that I want to share, and they all anchor on this theme of it's a journey, and we're working with building blocks, and we need to anchor on self-awareness. Those are some uh, the silver thread that I've been sewing in the conversation so here are the five things. The first is go and take that PQ assessment test and it's PQI intelligence and it's based on a New York Times bestselling book. You Google it, you can find it. It's a free assessment. It's really awesome. And it'll give you some of this great language for naming your judge and, and catching um, when those tapes turn on. Uh, my judge is named Snape, by the way. <laughs> and uh, some other people name their judges the executioner. So you can kind of see <laughs> uh, what that exercise has you do. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is do this, excuse me, do this I am awesome exercise. And remember, this is not boastful. This is you for you honoring and respecting all you've done, all you've accomplished, all you've come through. Uh, it's just a beautiful exercise. I'd also say if you don't journal, journaling is a really great exercise for getting at self-awareness 
And also when you have moments of uh, not feeling confident, just getting it on the page, it kind of diffuses some of the stress. Uh, so I'm a strong advocate of journaling. And then I thought of this exercise that I do sometimes with clients, of, and it's kind of a Build-A-Bear exercise. And it's basically thinking through who are confident leaders that you really admire. Barbara Bush would be one for me. Oprah would be one for me. And listing out those attributes and then looking at that portfolio of attributes and saying, okay, I looked at 15 leaders. I wrote a list of 30 attributes, but here's the six that really resonate for me that are true to my character, true to my DNA. And you kind of build a bear, right? You take those six mm -hmm. attributes and say, yep, those are the milestones or those are the traits or characteristics or the definition of how I want to show up as a leader. Uh, and, and I think that way you can find your own style and rhythm being a leader. And then the fifth one, uh, I'm just going to refer to Psalm 56, verse 3. And it's, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. That'll always get you through. That'll always help build your strength and your confidence. We're glad you joined us for this conversation with Jill about confident leadership and what it should look like. For more information about this episode, check out our website, forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your listening platform and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We appreciate your feedback and want to make sure we continue to feature topics that you're interested in hearing more about. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.